Hi and welcome to a new episode from Social Skills U, where we discuss different aspects of social skills and conversation strategies. So welcome whether you're watching me on the live stream or whether you're listening on the podcast. So today, what we're going to be covering is that old chestnut eye contact, which can feel like the most difficult thing in the world to do, especially if you're at a time in your life where you're surfing low self-esteem, self-consciousness, shyness, social anxiety, all those things. If, If you're experiencing any aspect of low confidence, eye contact might feel very difficult to do. Even for confident, self-assured people, it can feel a little bit difficult. But why? All we're doing at the end of the day is one human being talking to another. But if you think about it, and if we relate this to our, our pets, our cats and our dogs, think about it. You watch one of those programs where they're rescuing a a dog that's been has been maltreated and it distrusts human beings and and they're trying to regain the confidence the trust of the animal and one of the first pieces of the advice that they give you is don't look the dog in the eyes because they feel intimidated and it's that whole fight or flight that that ancient threat that's getting activated within you when somebody else when when it feels like someone is staring at you, when they're not actually staring, they're just giving you eye contact. But it's it's that that old fight-flight instinct that's getting mistakenly activated within us, that feeling that there's a threat existing here somehow. Somehow this person is, is threatening us. That ancient part of the brain is still there. It's still gets activated in social situations and and when there is eye contact. So how do we get over that? How do we get past feeling like we're under threat? Feeling like we're very self-conscious when we try to give eye contact back? How do we get from that state to just natural eye contact? rapport with the other person where you're not even thinking about it where you're both giving each other a healthy level of eye contact which by the way apparently is around about 70 percent now that's just a very very rough sort of benchmark but it's something maybe to aim for but it's different for everyone that you speak to what i would say is you gauge the the level of eye contact of the person you speak to and and the goal is to try and get into rapport with them if they're giving you 50 percent eye contact aim for about the same you don't want to try and dominate anyone here so if they're giving you the the benchmark average of 70 percent then the goal is to give it back 70 percent because all you're doing at the other end at the end of the day is saying hey with my eye contact i'm saying that I'm an equal in this conversation. That's all eye contact is really. But when we don't give eye contact, we can give different messages and different people interpret messages in different ways. So you don't give somebody eye contact. They might realize, well, this is this is a shy person. This is an awkward person. They have low self-confidence and I'm going to make allowances for that. 
that somebody else that's not aware of these kind of issues, that haven't struggled with shyness themselves, they might think, well, this person is not looking at me. They're not interested in me. They don't care about me or they're disrespecting me. So people can interpret your eye contact in different ways. So right now you might be at the stage where you can't give good eye contact. You're struggling with it and you need to be able to get to the other end of the spectrum where eye contact is natural and you're in rapport with the other person and you're saying, hey, this is my eye contact. We're equals here. We're just two human beings having a conversation with each other. Who's even thinking about the eye contact? That's what we need to get rid of, the self-consciousness of it all. The idea that eye contact is is me staring into your eyes self-consciously, trying to force it, when you shouldn't even be thinking about it at all. In fact, it's actually it's draining your conscious awareness, your your presence in the conversation because you're having to think about the eye contact when more of your attention should be on the other person, but it's nice being distracted by this, this issue, this whole eye contact issue, which has been blown out of proportion. And for you, it might be a big thing, but for the other person, they not, might not even be thinking about it at all. So from the get-go, you're at a disadvantage. You've placed yourself on the low ground of the conversation. So what we need to do is get from this point to the point of natural rapport where we're not thinking about the eye contact either. So we need to bridge that gap. So how do you get over the initial hurdle and push away that feeling of self-consciousness? Well, of course, we have to build up our confidence, our self-esteem, so that we don't feel like the the, the person that's, that doesn't belong in that conversation, that that imposter syndrome feeling with, that we get like, that can come in different shapes and forms, but basically means we feel maybe a little bit inferior to the other person for whatever reason. So we need to get over that, but hey, that's not an instant fix. And that's not something that we can apply today. That's something that you have to evolve and develop. Now, one way that you can, one piece of the jigsaw is by being able to improve your eye contact. So three little ways today that I'm going to show you or, or put to you that you can start employing today in your next conversation to help you bridge that gap. Three little tactics. Number one, because we're, we're now reframing what we think eye contact is. It's no longer us self-consciously forcing ourselves to stare into the other person's eyes. It's us looking into their eyes and getting lost in their eyes, studying the colours in their eyes and getting lost in it, swimming within their eyes. I mean, when you look into somebody's eyes, the stunning creations, these eyes, the colours and the, the textures in there, it's, it's pretty damn amazing, really. So how many people walk away from a conversation with somebody knowing what the colour of their eyes is. Not many people because you're lost in that, that ball of self-consciousness. So the first strategy is just to tell yourself that you're studying their eyes, you're, you're, 
you're looking for the color of their eyes and you you're trying to get lost in the color of their eyes and of course there's a little bit of payoff on your presence in the conversation because while you're doing this you're thinking about that and so you're losing there's a little bit of trade-off you're losing a little bit of attention in the conversation but this is you consciously trying to develop an unconscious strategy just like when you first learned to drive everything was conscious in the beginning you had to think about everything but eventually it all moved to the subconscious and now you can drive automatically and if you're not a driver then the same principle applies to anything that you've learned in life so learning good eye contact is just the same as learning to do anything else so you're learning to develop your eye contact and move that whole process to the subconscious where you do it and you're in rapport with the other person without even thinking about it so that's number one then just try and lose yourself in the color of the other person's eyes study the, their eyes what shade is it is it is it gray is it hazel is it brown blue green what is it just hypnotize try and hypnotize yourself with the color of their eyes number two surf their eyes there's different characteristics about everybody's eyes the shape are they round are they almond what shape are those eyes how long are their eyelashes how big is the gap between one eye and the other some people have a small gap some people wider some people are some people's eyes are, are big and wide some people are small and narrow and they and their eyelids are hooded so strap on your surfing shoes and imagine you're, you're now surfing their eyes you're surfing the shape of their eyelids coming down that almond slope of one eyelid and and doing a ski jump over the bridge of the nose to the other eyelid and and you're surfing around that one you turn around and you surf down one of the eyelashes and and jump over back to the other eyelash on the other eye become a surfer make a game out of this of course again you're losing some presence in the conversation by doing this but you have to it's 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 that trade off but the more you do this the more it becomes a natural thing you're just playing a game right now and you're bridging the gap towards that ultimate goal of having natural eye contact and what this is doing i mean the other person has got no idea that you're playing a game with their eyes all they know is that you're giving them good eye contact even if you're a little distracted and you might miss some of what they say chances are that you're doing that anyway so at least there must be some bonus some some payoff for you in losing presence anyway but you're giving some something back in the eye contact for you you're playing this game for them they're getting great eye contact even if then you're not giving them the, your full attention at this moment in time that will come as you get more natural at this and i'm not saying you play the game of surfing or hypnotizing yourself in their eyes this is just a short term thing until you get more comfortable with keeping that eye contact and then number 3 
caricaturize their eyes. You know what? I was worried I was going to pronounce that wrong, but I did it. <laughs> so, yes, caricaturize their eyes. You've, you've seen those artists on the streets in London or wherever your own major city is, where they sit outside with an easel and someone sits down and they, and they, and they do a, a, a drawing or a painting of your face and, and they exaggerate some feature on your face. Do that with the other person's eyes. Study the shape of it and then elongate it. Make them rounder, make their eyes bulge or if their eyes are hooded, make it more hooded. Just make a game out of caricaturizing. I've done it again, three times lucky. I'm not gonna push my luck. But you, you, you understand what I'm saying here, make a game out of this. So that's three ways that you can play with their eyes. Meantime, all they know is that they're getting good eye contact from you and you are giving them eye contact back because you've distracted yourself from what you were thinking in the first place that, oh my God, I'm, I'm so self-conscious and I'm having to force this eye contact on the other person. And you're now distracting yourself from those toxic, negative self-dialogue thoughts that are, are trying to stop you from giving the eye contact. And you're distracting yourself from that fight or flight instinct, that, that threat instinct. You're, once you distract yourself from it, it begins to dissolve. And, and then you're in the presence of the other person. And as soon as you've done this for a, a little while, you do start getting more comfortable with eye contact and and you can start putting aside those games and just enjoy the natural ability to be in contact with the other person. Another thing you can do is try and get into rapport with their blink rate. This is not a new strategy. People have been doing this for a long time. So try and study the blink rate of, of their eyes and, and, and try and match it yourself. You see them blink, blink a few seconds later, try and match their blink. People have been doing this for a long time in, in, in a, attempts to get in rapport with the other person. They, they go so far as to try and match their breathing with the other person, their body language movements, <coughs> excuse me, the tone of the voice. These are all strategies you can use to build rapport and familiarity on a subconscious level with the other person. Sometime in your past, maybe somebody has tried to do that with you and you've had no idea what they were doing, but now you do. And it's something you can do yourself. And when it comes to developing eye contact, getting in rapport with their blink rate is one way that you could do it. So don't, I mean, they're never going to be aware of it, but delay your own blink by a few seconds anyway, if, if it feels a little bit uncomfortable for you to do so. Or you don't even have to do that at all. Just become aware of their blink rate. All the time you're distracting yourself from that monster that says this is so awkward, this is so self-conscious, and I, I, I'm not worthy of this person's attention and all those inferior, inferiority complex thoughts and imposter syndrome thoughts. You're distracting yourself from all that clutter, all that baggage that says you don't belong here. Of course, if, if this is something that you are 
suffering from. And you may not be. You may just want to be able to develop your eye contact better. So they are now, it was three ways. It's now turned into four ways. <coughs> Excuse me. So, yeah, we had the blink rate. We had the surfing of the eyes, the the shape of the eyes, the the eyelashes, the gap between the eyes. Play a game of surfing it. Get lost in the colour of their eyes. Do all these things or choose the one that you like the best and just distract yourself from all those negative thoughts until you're in the zone and you're more comfortable with this person and, they've, and they feel more familiar with you. They're no longer a stranger and you, and you can do the eye contact a little bit better. So that's how you can bridge between those feelings of being self-conscious and awkward and get into the promised land of, of rapport where you're not even thinking about your eye contact. So that's it for today's episode. I hope that brought some value to you and enough so that you're going to tune in for the next episode soon. Very soon I'm going to be talking about sensory talk, a very new methodology, a strategy for anybody who gets a blank mind in conversations, whether it's from shyness or social anxiety, whatever triggers it. If you if you get lost in conversation, you your mind goes blank, you, you, you feel like you've got nothing to say and you're the quiet one in conversations. Sensory talk is going to change everything for you. No matter how long you've struggled with this, no matter how deeply entrenched you feel in your persona of the shy person, sensory talk is going to change it for you. Whether it's just been a few years or it's been 40 years, sensory talk is going to be a game changer for so many people and I'm soon going to be talking about it because it's going to be available in approximately one month's time so I'm going to gradually start introducing you to it but for now I'm going to sign off and say thanks for listening thanks for your patience while I bluster and blunder my way through another episode and I hope I look forward to seeing you and hearing from you again very soon bye for now